Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. City News. It's 17.30 GMT. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. I am Umaru Sanda Amadu. Tonight, I'm here with... Nashika Caesar. And coming up over the next 90 minutes. We will deal with it on a case-by-case basis. I still stand by that. It cannot be a block compensation to everybody. Because what we are also seeing is that just by one person saying something, there were panic buys. We don't want to see any fee increment above 15% in any public university. If it goes beyond, it only makes life difficult and unbearable for our students who are trying to access education. Ghanaian students bear teeth over increases in school fees, which they say is both illegal and outrageous. We'll be hearing from them, plus reaction from official DOM. Also coming up, as 2022 ends, we touch base with some MDAs to assess their performances and projections for the year 2023. And later on Eyewitness News. Well, you're not listening to the Traffic Avenue. This is indeed Eyewitness News. The annual party that makes nonsense of all parties is a situation experienced tomorrow featuring Stoneboy, Prayer, and other artists who will rock your night, who tell you everything you need to know. And the tickets are sold out. Stay with 97.3 CTFM for more on this and many other stories on Eyewitness News. There would also be business. Nashika has the headlines. Government to create over 16,000 jobs for unemployed youth in the country through the 1D1F Enable Youth Initiative, which was launched today. That will be in 15 minutes from the City Business Desk. Eyewitness News is live across Ghana on a number of affiliate stations, including Adrian Power 100.7 FM in Takwa, Sky Power 93.5 FM in Takra, the Beach 105.5 FM also in Takradi, in the Bono region, we are on Greener 95.9 FM in Sunyani. In the Ashanti region, on Adrian Park 99.9 FM in Inkawia. In the Volta region, on Heritage 107.3 FM in Hohwe. In the same Volta region, we are in Sogakope on Freedom 88.1 FM in the South Tongu district. In the Northern region, we are on Radio Gaki 88.3 FM in Saboba. Upper East, we are on Quality 88.7 FM in Garu Upper West, we are on Ganga 94.3 FM in Jirapa. And Northeast, we are live on Nobia 98.1 FM in Nalerigu. Let me know what you make of the stories you're bringing in tonight on WhatsApp number 0549986996. You can also send tweets using the hashtag City Newsroom. You can send your messages on Facebook because City Eyewitness News is live on Facebook and you can drop your comments under the comment section of the feed that you're watching us from. This is Eyewitness News broadcasting from Adabraka in Accra. My name is Umaru Sanda. 
Amadou tonight doing this with Na Shika Caesar. Let's kick off from the education sector. The University Students Association of Ghana, the National Union of Ghana Students, and other university students have been up in arms. They are unhappy with school fees that has been increased. They say that the Parliament of Ghana has approved fees that should not go beyond 15%. However, what they have been communicated to by public universities suggests that they're going to be paying way more than that. Some are quoting in the excess of 40%. They worry that some of them would have to drop out. Let's go on the phone line and hear from the officials in charge of our tertiary institutions as to exactly what the situation is and what causes. Professor Mohamed Salifu is Director General of the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission. Prof, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you very much, Ma. Thanks for having me. Tell us about the decision to increase fees, what resulted in that or what necessitated that and what percentages you have approved for public universities. Okay, thank you very much. So um, the authority uh, to revise the fees, to approve fees for all public institutions uh, that offer a service for a fee uh, is in the Fees and Charges Act and is vested on the Parliament of Ghana. Uh, so Parliament, in its wisdom, having considered the uh, submissions from institutions, uh, granted a 15%, maximum 15% uh, increase across board for public institutions, including our tertiary education institutions. So the understanding is that uh, the fees they charged last last year, uh, they should not exceed that, you know, with a 15 minute, uh, 15% markup for the ensuing academic year. All right, so there aren't specific percentages that have been approved that would cut across. It's, it's by university to university. It varies. Okay, so the fees, the specific fees from one university to another vary. But everybody is allowed, relative to what they charged last year, to increase it by a maximum of 15%, not more than that. Okay, if that's the case... Then why are we seeing figures that are in the region of 40 to 50% increments? Okay, so Omar, I haven't seen these figures. Uh, I've had a number of conversations with uh, some of the leaders, leaders of the student unions, and uh, some have mentioned that to me. When you speak with the universities, uh, they dispute that. So what I've asked them to do is to give me specific uh, details, and it's very easy to verify. Last year, what was it uh, the fee like? And this year, the coming academic year, what is it proposed to be like? And you can verify that. Uh, I've heard a lot about institutions increasing it, you know, 40, 50%. But as I said, you know, those that you've contacted, we've contacted, uh, they have disputed that. There's one institution which we dealt with directly yesterday, and I wouldn't want to mention the name, but uh, a student uh, leader indicated to us that uh, they thought the fees were above the levels. We got in touch with the institution, and by the end of the day, the student got back to me to say, yes, management had agreed that uh, they will have to uh, conf- conform to uh, the approval that had been given. So that 
particular institution has been sorted. So if we have specifics of institutions that are charging beyond the 15%, I would want to know that so we can follow up on that. All right. Now, is it then the case that if any university charges beyond the 15%, that university will be flouting the rules? Certainly, they will be contravening, you know, it will be in direct contravention of the fees and charges. Act. And the first point is that because that authority is vested only in the Parliament of Ghana, uh, they risk being cited by Parliament for uh, the violation. The second part is that once this approval has been given, this is information that is available to the uh, audit service. And the audit service is supposed to also ensure that this is done. So uh, I wouldn't see why any institution would be interested in doing that because it can easily be verified and uh, people can be cited. All right. Is there a possibility that the academic user fees, which is what is approved at 15%, not up, up to 15%, may be what the investors are charging, but there could be other fees of the university that have culminated into the over 40% or so that we are hearing, and if that's the case, then that may not be wrong because investors have specific charges or fees that they are allowed to do on their own without recourse to parliament, correct? Okay, so those specific charges would not just suddenly have materialized this academic year. So generally what parliament has approved is to say relative to what you charged last year, because of the dynamics, you know, in terms of uh, prices of goods and services over the period, they are allowing you to increase that by a maximum of 15%. And it's a cross-board. It will relate to any type of fees that the institutions are charging. Now, these students who are raising alarm over the fees, um, are you going to engage them further so that they do not react? And reaction here may mean you know, mass action and so on. And also, what about those who want to pay uh, or who have already paid? Would there be... Um, you know, would their fees be returned to them? Okay, so Omar, the assumption is that the people are actually uh, paying more than the uh, 15% maximum uh, uh, increase. So if that is the case, obviously that is uh, flouting the law and it would have to be rectified. Uh, We continue to be in touch with the students about it. In fact, as late as yesterday, uh, my office issued a reminder to the institutions about the approval that had been given by Parliament and the need for the institutions to abide strictly by that approval. So, yes, we remain in touch. Uh, we have sent a reminder to the institutions, and I'm sure at the end of the day we will be able to manage that. Uh, at the request of the students, we've also uh, made a plea to the institutions uh, to provide some flexible arrangements for the payments to be done. Uh, there are certainly some students who will have specific challenges, you know, with their finances. And the understanding is that uh, if the authorities can allow them to make a 50% uh, payment in the first instance with an agreed payment plan based on their personal circumstances, that would be uh, extremely useful uh, to the students. Uh, my understanding is that some universities are already doing this, but this is just to give comfort to everybody and make sure this is a standard procedure across board. Okay, Prof. Um, I don't know if you have some time to indulge me so that I just hear from the students, specifically what the issues are, which universities are charging what. Maybe that would inform our discussion, if you don't mind. 
Okay, no problem. Okay, so kindly be on the line. Let me speak to Bismarck Yao Ofori. He's General Secretary of the University Teachers Association of Ghana, USAC. Mr. Ofori, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Um, thank you, please. Now, this fees that you are complaining about, um, the in- Parliament has approved up to 15% for universities. You are suggesting that, um, apologies, I said University Teachers Association of Ghana, University Students yeah. Association of Ghana, USAC. Uh, this fees that you are complaining about, what figures do you have from which schools? Um, actually, we are, compl- we are concerned with, we, we don't really have a problem with a 15% approved uh, rate. But our concern is with some universities charging above 15%. Yes, so I do, I, I do know that your difficulty is the plus 15%. So which universities are charging this plus 15% and what is the specific percentage that has been announced in the fees? Okay, so um, for now, per our checks, the only university doing exactly 15% is UDS. And when you come to UCC, their rate is around, they are doing around 40, some 50 percent increment, KNUSD same, um, University of Ghana same, and then University of Health and Allied Sciences. All these universities are doing more than 50 percent, 15 percent. So, and some go as high as what? What's the highest figure you have? And the highest figure we've had, uh, I think, uh, around 50 percent. And which university is, is that? Um, University of Cape Cruz. And you are sure that this 50% does not include local charges, and I'm referring to charges that the university can impose? Um, no, please. I, I don't think it includes local charges. Okay. Please be on the line. Let me hear from Prof. Prof, uh, have you heard uh, the the information that he has offered? Hello? Yes. Did you hear the information he offered? Yes, yes, I heard him right, yes. So what does what do you make of that? Uh, okay, so incidentally, uh, UCC is the institution that I said we dealt with directly uh, yesterday. Uh, in fact, my deputy was in a meeting with uh, the management uh, yesterday as we were trying to deal with it. And I can say on authority that the student uh, representatives got back to me and confirm that UCC, you know, understood that they had to normalize the figures within the 15%. So I don't think that's going to be a problem going forward. The other part is that because as of yesterday, uh, we had had concerns like that. We issued a circular to everybody. I'm sure by close of day today, all of them would have received it. And that was a reminder that uh, it's only parliament that has the authority to fix those fees. And Parliament has given indication that they have only up to a maximum of 15% increase over last year's fees. And it makes no distinction between the fees. So any fees that we charged last year, the corresponding fees for the coming academic year should not be more than 15% on top of what we charged last year. And if the investors don't go by that, as I said, you know, there are obvious uh, implications arising. This can easily be verified. Parliament, you know, uh, can take charge of uh, uh, the matter. The Auditor General's office is aware, you know, and so there's no way this 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 can uh, 
it cannot happen. You know, it cannot be. Uh, the law cannot be circumvented in this particular case. But the investors have said each one of them that we've contacted have disputed this. So since he's mentioned specifics, we'll probably just follow up and see exactly what's going on. Very well. Thank you so much, Prof. Uh, that's Prophet Mohammed, uh, Professor Mohammed Salifu. Uh, Director General, Ghana Tertiary Education Commission. Let me conclude with Bismarck Yaofori, who is with the USAG now. Bismarck, tell us how students are coping with the new fees, though, because I've seen a number of uh, your colleagues write on social media. Uh, how how are you coping? Uh, for students, are not really happy with the increment, particularly with the ones that have to exceed the 15% increment. Uh, we are all in this country, we know how hard things are, and we have some of these students who cater for themselves. So, um, this increment about 15% is really going to be a blow to them. Um, we were in this country, and last year we even had that KNUSD were deferring about 6,000 students because they were not able to pay fees. So this fee increment about 15% is really going to be a big blow to students. What are the plans in case these fees are not reversed? Um, per what we've been assured by GTEC, I think um, universities were supposed to increase it by 15%. So um, as Professor Salifu said, rightly said, um, they've assured us that they are going to make sure that um, these schools charge more, not more than the 15% that has been agreed to. All right, thank you for speaking to us. Okay, thank that, you. That's Bismarck Yaofori, he's General Secretary of the University Students Association of Ghana, USAC. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTF, and we are coming to you from our studios in Adabraka, in Accra. We'll return with more. Please stay with us. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. On Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash CT97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash CT973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash CT973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. You welcome back to Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. We are coming to you from our studios in Adabraka in Accra. We are also around the globe on citynewsroom.com and Facebook Live around Ghana. We are a number of affiliate stations. The issue of haircut or debt exchange program has been a topical one. Um, organized labor had planned a demonstration, not a demonstration, a strike from next Tuesday because their pensions were targeted. Yesterday, a reversal was done, a U-turn was done. That U-turn, we many feared, could uh, affect the government's plans. But the Minister of Finance has allayed those fears. Uh, Nashika will tell us more. The Minister of Finance says government's decision to exempt pension funds from the domestic debt exchange program would have dire consequences on the program and the country's economy. According to the sector minister, Ken Ufuriata, government is working with organized labor to restore Ghana's economy. Government yesterday agreed to grant exemption to all pension funds in the domestic debt exchange program following threats by organized labor to embark on a strike. 
addressing the media after signing a memorandum of understanding between government and organized labor. Kendo Fariata said the exemption of pension funds from the domestic debt exchange program comes at a cost. As you know, until 4.30 a.m., um, Parliament passed appropriation and the budget, uh, further bringing confidence as to where we are going. Um, so, of course, the threat um, of uh, the strike will not have inured um, to the spirit of the direction of where the nation is going. Obviously, um, the issue of uh, exempting um, pension funds from it is at a cost, and um, we have committed uh, government and uh, labor, um, organized labor, to work together um, to ensure um, that we find means of plugging um, the hole that uh, that should um, ensure that we return um, to the 55% threshold. And I think that we are all committed to because we know it's important um, to lead us to uh, a board agreement um, so that we continue uh, with the success that we have. That was the Finance Minister, Ken Oforiata. Moving on, the Minister of Trade and Industry, Alan Tremartin, says government has created an initiative that will help create jobs for over 16,000 unemployed youth. The high level of unemployment in the country has been described as a national security threat. However, Mr. Tremartin says the unemployment in the country will be drastically reduced through the introduction of the 1D1F Enable Youth Initiative launched today. It is an uncontestable fact that one of the most critical challenges confronting our country is how we deal with youth unemployment. Now, as we've been told, this particular initiative will contribute to employing almost 3,000 directly engaging our youth in this country. It is also going to contribute indirectly to creating over 16,000 jobs. And it is important that as a government that we create models that provide sustainable jobs to the youth of this country. This program is also seeking to unleash the entrepreneurial initiative in our youth. So the concept is not only about creating jobs for the youth, it is also making sure that they become entrepreneurs. It's about giving an opportunity for the youth to employ themselves, but also to become business owners. This is what this model is about. That was Alan Chermatin, who is Minister of Trade and Industry. This is News on 97.3 CTFM. The Greater Accra Regional Minister is known for the Make Accra Work agenda. He has been championing various campaigns, including uh, the sanitation campaign. He has uh, removed people from Agbogbloshi and sent them to a marketplace uh, around Ajin Kotoku. Many thought that was not going to happen, but it happened. And many think that it is because of his singular effort as a minister. 
Tonight, we are touching base with his um, coordinating council, where he's coordinating several district municipalities and metropolis in the greater Accra region uh, in terms of coordinating the development agenda of the greater Accra region. So we just uh, we are touching base with him tonight to understand how the year 2022 has been and what the plan for 2023 is. Honorable Regional Minister, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Imaru. So 2022, you've been engaging in a lot of ambitious exercises. Uh, what's your own assessment of your work? Some that you failed in, some that you succeeded in. Well, first of all, uh, a very good evening to your listeners and uh, your viewers on social media in the country and across the world. I uh, say a Merry Christmas to them and a Happy New Year. Uh, before I attempt to uh, speak to the issue, may I respectfully wish His Excellency the President of the Republic of Ghana, who is the Commander-in-Chief of the Ghana Armed Forces, Nana Adudanko Ekufuadu, uh, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I wish his uh, wife as well, Mrs. Akufuado, uh, the Chief of Staff, the Vice President. And also, I want to salute in particular uh, uh, the National Security Minister, the Minister of the Interior, uh, Minister of Defense, and uh, Head of Civil Service, and all the stakeholders who from January to now, have actually collaborated with the RCC for us to get to where we are. Uh, not forgetting all the stakeholders like uh, Guta, GPRTU, you name them. And uh, a very, very, very warm Merry Christmas to the media fraternity, which include your good self. You have partnered the RCC, you have provided information, you have educated and sensitized the good people of this country. I'm most grateful. I salute you and I say Merry Christmas to you. So, 2022. Well, uh, they say a journey of a thousand miles begins with a step. Yes, indeed, let's make greater car work was a very ambitious program. But then, by the grace of God, with the support of His Excellency, the President, the party as a whole, uh, the parliamentary party, minority and majority, by the grace of God, we have gotten to where we are. Um, it hinges on five pillars. Sanitation is one of them. Education is one of them. Uh, security is one of them. One in discipline. Yes, we, we, we did quite a lot of work. Uh, I must say that, um, some of the challenges were that you, 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 you clear people off the streets and then the next day or two they are back. So we haven't been able to chalk the maximum success that we, we, uh, were anticipating. But by our large, I believe that we have been able to send the signal there is the awareness in town now. People now know that you don't have to do A, B, C, D. Typical amongst them is the, the uh, motor riders who are beginning to uh, more or less obey the traffic regulations. And that goes without expressing my sincere gratitude and appreciation to 
the Inspector General of Police and the Ghana Police Service as a whole. So 2023, but anyway, uh, between now and next year, we've had some meetings with some selected MMDs headed by the President's representatives who are the MMDCs. So the, the idea is that they are going to work within their respective assemblies to educate people, sensitize them, provide them with information for them to maintain high standards in sanitation and also observe uh, the road traffic uh, discipline during this yellow tide. But of course, they are not supposed to harass anybody. This is not Abaye. At the same time, I want to make a humble appeal to all and sundry to work with the MNDCs in their respective assemblies. This is what we call Wilson Wilson. Together, we have to rise. Together, let us rise. And by the grace of God, together we shall rise. So uh, this is where we are. Next year, having learned a few lessons from the exercises that we embarked on, we will strengthen the position of the city response team so that in their respective assemblies, they will begin to perform the core functions while they were recruited and trained. That is to assist the municipal health officers or the district health officers. They are known as the DEHOS or MEHOS in ensuring strict enforcement and compliance of the local bylaws. That is what we call the Saman Saman. We drafted them to the center for them to perform some, uh, if you like, uh, small operations and exercises within the CBD. So 2023, they are going to go back, and we pray that corporate Ghana will come on board and all stakeholders so that together we can prosecute the agenda of making Accra one of the cleanest cities in Africa. And this is not just a dream of His Excellency the President, but it must be the dream of Ghana. It must be the dream of the Ghanaian, a citizen of this country, so we can also project and market Ghana in the international community to also attract investors into this country. Now, a typical one, if you recall, has just ended World Cup. I was actually intrigued when I saw Ghanaians uh, cleaning <laughs> after the football match in Qatar. That is a shining example. But charity, they say, begins at home. Most of the times we compare Rwanda to Ghana and others. Can we turn Accra into Rwanda so others will also come here to emulate what we are doing? I think we can do it. I think it's doable. Let's all get our hands on deck and make sure that we are able to do this. Okay, so so that's a grand agenda, and you've been working on it. Um, despite all of that, I am not sure the central business district is still not stinking, and it is still not choked. Both are happening, despite the deployment of all the activities you've engaged in, the operation Clean Your Frontage, the task force I've deployed... Is it the case that people are not listening or your people are overwhelmed? Well, uh, Umaru, first of all, uh, the issue of being overwhelmed, no. 
Uh, and I do admit that indeed there are still some challenges in Accra. But I must be very honest with you. Uh, in the last two and a half months or so, we asked them to tone down because, uh, uh, you know, people were really under pressure. So much as we wanted to ensure the strict discipline on the streets, we're also mindful and that we needed to show human face for people to make ends meet. By the grace of God, through the wonderful, magical interfer- intervention by the EMT president and the vice president, we are all seeing the CD uh, gradually appreciating against the dollar. Now, we, we know that after the uh, Christmas festivities from January, uh, people will now appreciate the fact that, look, uh, uh, Christmas is over, holidays are over, they, are, they have been able to do some sales. So from January, the Aluta continue. And then we'll make sure, that's why I said we've learned some, or rather from some experiences. And out of the challenges and the experience, you are able to improve upon situations. And that's what we'll do in 2023, God willing. Honorable, for a strong man like you to say that you pulled the brakes because Kromoyeshe, many would say then that what you were doing was populist, and when the population reacted, you stopped. No, no, not at all. No, 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 no. Uh, I am not a populist. And uh, I shall not be a populist. But I'm saying that uh, as a leader representing His Excellency in Greater Accra, uh, you all know, your media, you know that between September, October, November, it was a bit, you know, the dollar was going, we all know that. I mean, President on numerous occasions has said that he knows that, look, we are not in normal times. So it is only proper for you to balance the actions and the situation on the ground. And that is not to say that anybody is putting pressure on Henry Porter. You you know me by now. There's a no retreat, no surrender. And that is the position. I remember but, uh, once I remember once you said that there were interferences, political interferences. I recall one of your party executives in the region going public to say what you were doing was not good. Few weeks later, uh, you did a U-turn on your attempt to clear the Ramsar side. You had said Ramsar Womba, and yet when you went to Ramsar, you didn't do anything. You cleared a few fence walls, and then you announced later that you are not going to demolish the Ramsar side. Many would see that as interference that has made you cower. What do you see? Well, uh, Umaru. His Excellency, the President of the Republic of Ghana, gave me a job to do. And I can see on authority that ever since he gave me a job, I have been guided by the policies of government. But nobody from the Jubilee House has actually called me to say, Henry, stop. The President has not done so. The Vice has not done so. Nobody from Jubilee House has done so. Now, Ramsar side. Now, let me go to the political... This is what is called democracy. People are entitled to to air their views and opinions. And it should be allowed because we are not in the dictatorship world. You know? So they are, it's okay for them to speak their mind. But the question is, are you focused? 
are you determined that you want to get to your final destination? The answer to that by the grace of God is yes. Now, Rams aside, Rams aside, I did announce to the media that we were going to do in three phases. Phase one was to remove fence walls. And we did that successfully without being selective. Phase two is to look at buildings that are actually seated in the core area. Now, we have we've done phase one. Now, the phase two, we've got people, the, the staff from Lands Commission, who are technical guys, to go there and do a very good uh, survey and then bring a report. Now, the report has come. And I can tell you close to uh, a little over 300 buildings, about 90% uncompleted, are in the waterway. The third phase is to regularize for homes and houses that have been built which are nowhere near the core area. And those ones, it is only the Minister for Lands and Natural Resources my good brother, Honorable Abu Junapo, who has the mandate and the locus for that matter to commence the processes of regularizing for them. And that we have also made strong recommendations, recommendations sorry, to the Lands Minister, and I know that they are working on it. So I don't know where I relax. Um, I think that the, the, the communication was... Let me rephrase. The statement that I made was miscommunicated to, 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 to the general public. And I thought, that, well, I've been working with the media over a long period. I need not fight the media over this. But categorically, the statement was that we, I was not going to demolish houses, over 6,000 of them, that were nowhere near the Ramsar, the core area. Even though they are within the 1,500 acres of land originally reserved for the purposes of Ramsar, uh, you're talking about 6,000 houses. Um, well, <laughs> i leave the answer to you. Can we go to court and get an order to demolish 6,000 houses? Besides, Lands uh, Commission went there and did some rezoning and then marked a particular area which is about 8 point something kilometers square, to be the core area that we can now refer to as Ramsar. And that is where these 300 uncompleted homes or houses are currently situated. So there are a different case altogether. And we've removed fence walls. So now when we come back from the Christmas holidays, we are going to look at these 300 or over 300 uncompleted buildings within the core area of the Ramsar. And then the other one will be the regularization. I think that is where the miscommunication occurred. Because when I said we're not going to demolish houses, I meant the ones that was not in the core area. But unfortunately, it was sent out uh, in a different way. Yeah. Okay, so 2023, what will be Henry Quartier's agenda? 2023, 
and requested fixed the face of God the Almighty to give me life, to give me strength, the ability to go around and to carry out what we started with your good selves as uh, media uh, in 2021-22. But we pray to God that we are able to improve upon what we did in 2022 and also bring all and sundry and board to help us. Indeed, it is not a one-man show by Henry Corte, but let us make this a collective agenda so everybody gets on board and then we can project and prosecute the agenda of Let's Make Greater Car Work. Wish you all the best and thank you for speaking to us. Eh? Many thanks indeed. That's the Minister for the Greater Accra Region, the Honorable Henry Quarty. Uh, let me know what you make of the agenda to fix Greater Accra that he has embarked on over the past two or so years and what his failings and successes are. Send your messages via 0549-986-996 and the world will hear what you think. Eyewitness News is interactive. We'll come back with more. Please stay. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag Eyewitness News. You welcome back to Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. Just gone by, you heard from the Greater Accra Regional Minister what he's been doing for the year 2022 and what his agenda for 2020. Three would be. Let's go to the Eastern Region. Uh, the Honorable Seth Echampon is the Eastern Regional Minister. Honorable, you're welcome to Eyewitness News. Thank you, Umaru. I think it would be fair to describe your region as a tourism region. Uh, what has 2022 been like? What are the key things you've been uh, doing? And uh, maybe what were some of your failures? Thank you very much. Um Good evening once again, and uh, good evening to everybody listening to us in any of the media, be it online, um, via internet, or through devices that it can get good um, speakers to listen to us. 2022 is mixed, mixed in the sense that there have been some positive, there have been some downturns, but in all, it's been averagely a grateful year for us, um, coming to an end today being 23, the last working day before the last week of next week. Tourism, we do have a lot in this region. Um, Positives because of the relaxation of the COVID rules. Uh, Most agencies and government organizations have been coming in and out of Kofodia where we have adequate facilities for conferencing and meetings. So several meetings have been held here in the region, which also offers us opportunity to market our uh, countryside and the green nature of the region. Uh, besides, we showcasing our hospitable facilities and welcoming people. We have naturally endowed sites. We have waterfalls. In the equipment area, we have between the equipment area and the cover area, 
itself more than three to four waterfalls. And these are all tourist attraction areas. And some individual investors from the region has also deepened these facilities. For instance, the Safari Valley offers a very good neighborhood for holiday makers who want to come in. It's only the Safari Valley area. Uh, you go across to the Sujaman area, you have the peninsula, you have the Sinchi, you have the bridge view. Several facilities are coming up the float. These are all facilities that are very much encouraging domestic tourism and getting people to see other parts of the republic. You go to the coal area and you have same facilities there. You people have started having water sports, get seized, the uh, Rock City Hotel and its management that are also promoting tourism aggressively in the coal area. You go into the West Action area, the big tree was also reorganized, rehabilitated and launched by the Ghana Tourism Development Company. And that has also add up to our tourist um, drives. These are all part of the regional vision tied into the national agenda we pursue. So for us, this is a few that we can report on in respect of our tourism of the region. Mm. There are other caves in the cool area that people visit to the famous paragliding because of the relaxation of the COVID rules. There was a full-blown paragliding festival held during the last Easter festivities. And the Tourism Authority under the leadership of uh, Mr. Jumai Kwesi also decided to also last September, October, also try a biannual um, paragliding festival where we can have it one during the Easter season and then the lean season of September, October, when the weather is a bit also not too heavy with respect of rains and it's a bit dry, then you can have people come around. And so by and large, the tourism potential of the region is peaking. I just still not taking, I mean, up there yet, but we are very positive with the arrangements. Plans for next year, looking at some development of some amusement parks, um, other parties we are also having side conversations with to introduce more tourist um, facilities that will also encourage patronage for people within for domestic one. That's one of the things we're looking to because just by Bunsu we have the Eco Tourism Park and that is also a very beautiful place. We've had some embassies come and hold picnics around there driven into state of some stay in Goforidia and some stay around where they'll have good comfortable accommodation to hold them and these are all part of our driving the regional economy. Okay. Primarily, our region is an agrarian economy. And so we've been doing what we call the satellite commodities fair. Um, some time back, we tasked all our district assemblies to develop one big commodity. They have a competitive advantage. Um, by so doing, we encourage them to add value by packaging, through processing, post-processing to package them into usable, consumable products. And we held the second satellite commodity fair to exhibit the words of various product developers in Koforidia. And this time around, we had the private partner 
who also helped to promote the words of our people via some international marketing platforms. And these are all things that we're looking into to help, you know, sustain government's agenda of driving trade by encouraging locals to also involve themselves in what necessarily may not be a one district, one factory, but at the same time, getting some other practices that will help individuals to tap into larger chains of production. And this is what we are preparing ourselves for. Okay. Let's talk My about name. security. Uh, it's a big issue in your region. Um, and with security comes the issue of Galam Sea. The Ghana Water Company had had to shut down the treatment plant in the president's hometown of Chebi. How are you going to deal with that? Because it appears that you're failing and just not, it's not exclusive to you. It's almost like a national problem, the Galamse fight. And also the issue of security, how are you dealing with that? Thank you very much. Um, first and foremost, um, there's no security proof state ever. So we're still every day working on the issue that comes up. For public safety in general terms, um, the statistics have demonstrated to us that in 2022, we were able to kind of help manage armed robberies. The statistics point out to the fact that we did quite well, not too badly. And uh, going into 2023, we are going to do more because the police administration, by its own policy, have also created three more regions of police administration in the political administration of the region. So. Once, we used to have only one regional commander of police, but now we have three regional police commanders working in one political administrative region. So all these is geared to all government policy where we want to reduce to the barest minimum the effects of illegal mining on our natural environment. It is not only on our water bodies, our forest cover, is also under threat. And so we battle not only the water bodies. Now, it is a menace where everybody must appreciate that it's not only a fight for government, but it's for the soul of the republic. Because whoever is going for the economic substance embedded in the ground that he sees is going by a drive. And the drive is survival. And it is to all of us to help enlighten ourselves that that resource is not only a reserve for the only, there's not a reserve for only those who can go and extract it, but it's a general resource for all of us as a people. And we must apply ourselves to the principles of the rule of law that we're all imbibing for the current dispensation we are in. And so when government says that it's given a directive that people shouldn't go here, people shouldn't go there, we should all just rise up and believe and understand that it is not only the government who have the political, administrative mandate and power that can solely fight this. If we don't supply information, if we don't give out leads to trained, skilled, professional police officers and crime occurs, sometimes it's difficult for them to come to the bottom of investigation. And so I see this as a citizen who so privileged to be a regional minister in public service and being a citizen and a servant of state, this 
is how I find this conversation. So it's no blame conversation, and it's no single win conversation. It's it, it is a total win for the state, which is you and I. And for me, that's how I see it tomorrow. Very well. We'll leave it here. Uh, Thank you. We'll be back to you in 2023 to see uh, some of the other things you've been working on. But thank you so much for your time. It's a pleasure, my brother. And I always want to say a Merry Christmas to you and the teaming team there. I know your crew are all listening to me. And I say, are you cool, city? You guys, Charlie, you rock. You're doing the best in terms of reporting and giving us the best of news to listen to the country. I hope to see you guys soon when I come out of the region today. We look forward to seeing you. Thank you so much uh, for for okay, also yeah. being with us. Okay, That's Jonobo yeah. Sefe Champon. He's the Eastern Regional Minister. This is Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. Tomorrow is situation. We'll be talking about that shortly after the latest in the world of business. Please stay. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Get the details. Every significant financial transaction, every market movement, and all the policies that affect your business. City Business News. Be informed. It's time now for City Business News on Eyewitness News, brought to you by First National Bank and powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Nashika Caesar. Let's settle for the details. Despite the restoration of the 100 Ghana cities threshold on daily transactions, the electronic transfer levy policy to 2023 and reduction in the rate by 0.5%, the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications still believes a much lower rate would have helped improve compliance plans. The minority in Parliament succeeded in ensuring that government maintains the exemption on the E-Levy as the rate was further reduced from 1.5% to 1%, I beg your pardon, effective 2023. The levy had failed to meet all of its revenue targets since its introduction, with players in the telco space raising concerns as the policy has led to a sharp reduction in the volume of Momo trans- transactions. CEO of the Chamber, Dr. Kenneth Ashibi, believes although the efforts at reducing the levy rate are commendable, a drop to 0.5% would have been preferred. We do not think that the 1% is a sweet spot that would get, you know, people coming back to the E-Levy that would help governments achieve and continue to push its digitalization strategy, the financial inclusion that would inure to the benefit of majority of Ghanaians and also to the industry. Um, so we think that the 1% is still high and that government should have considered lowering it. Um, there was some work that we did with the Ministry of Finance and other stakeholders, uh, uh, GRE and other stakeholders. You know, people were talking 0.5, but me looking at the numbers I have crunched, I thought even a lower figure could have worked. But 0.5 would have been a good place to start off coming from the 1.5. And so that has been done. Uh, another thing, there were other proposals that we made that had not found their, uh, you know, they have not found space in, in the law as has been passed. But the good thing is that we know that the Ministry of Finance is going to continue engaging. And so we are hoping that, uh, you know, with the data, we'll be able to get to a point where government is able to raise its revenue. That was the CEO of the Chamber, Dr. Kenneth Ashibe. 
Now, the CEO of Data Bank, Kojo Adai Mensa, has assured customers that the systems have been put in place to serve clients despite its decision to work remotely. The company has announced that effective Thursday, December 22, its offices will be shut down with staff allowed to work remotely due to the increased abuse and attacks on their workers. In a statement, the company said it has been hit hard by the current microeconomic challenges and the recent recently announced debt exchange program, making it difficult for the company to have access to liquidity to meet the demands of customers. Michael, if you recall, I think we were the first to be fully ready when COVID struck. By April 2020, we had the ability to work 100% from home. We didn't even need any human being um, in, in the office. I mean, unless Um, There was a power issue and maybe the generator didn't kick in or something like that. But otherwise, we have had the ability to completely work from home since um, when the president announced the lockdown three days later, we're ready and we're working fully, fully, fully from home, engaging our clients through our digital channels, through phone calls, through email, through SMS, anything. We we are available. Here you are talking to me. Um, it's not like um, you couldn't come to the office, so you can't reach me. No. And we're not hiding. We're not running away. We're just protecting um, the lives of our clients and of, of our staff. But we are 100% open on our digital channels, and we, we are honestly available. Um, it's just for the safety of our people. And I think people will and should understand that one life is even more than it. Kojoada Mensa is the CEO of Data Bank. Moving on, in a bid to reduce financial losses, the company in Kes, the Ghana Water Company Limited, GWCL, says it will soon introduce smart metering systems in the country. General Manager of GWCL said the move will help check the hassle they encounter when dealing with customers who refuse to pay for services rendered. He was addressing journalists in Accra on Thursday. The ultrasonic ones, you have drive-by, you don't need to go to the customer's premise to read. You just hold the equipment and drive through. All the meters within its uh, radios will be, will be captured. We also have the smart meters that we can read remotely from the house. The smart meters, some of them have inbuilt valves that if you are unable to, or you refuse to pay, we don't need to come and disconnect you so that you unleash dogs on our staff. We'll just throttle the valve from our office. You only go to open your tab and it's not flowing. That's all you will know. We are developing the meter again to send you alerts. If we give you the meter, uh, sorry, your bill, within 14 days, you should get your alerts that you are owing and you must pay else and when it gets to the end of the month and you don't pay, then the valves will shut you off. When you pay by mobile money or using our app and it hits our system, the valve should open by itself. We want to run this metering system like GSTV is using, doing, that nobody comes to bill you, 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 you pay. And when the time comes and you don't, it shuts you off. And it's technology. It's just that it's expensive, but we think that the money will be catered for at the long run. 
That was the managing director of the Ghana Water Company Limited, Dr. Clifford Brimer. Finally, some 10 customers of Access Bank PLC have been rewarded under the company's triple salary promo. The promo is designed to cushion salaried workers in both the private and public sector and give them an opportunity to triple their salaries, win school fees, scholarships, borrow interest-free, and to win instant prizes when they switch their salary account to Access Bank. Speaking to the media on the sidelines of the draw, Executive Director for Wheat and digital banking at Access Bank, Pearl Kuma urged the public to partake in the promo to stand a chance at tripling their salaries. In all, we're going to have six, um, six reward systems. So we, we are doing, this is the first draw. So we'll have six draws. So this is the first draw. The two, the last two will be two mega draws. But this, we will have, in all, we're looking to reward about 100 and um, over. Because every week, customers are also, as they transact using our cards, we give them rewards. But this mini draws will be four, and today we rewarded 10 people with um, various um, rewards. So this we will do up to April. We're starting from November to April 2022. For me, the motivation is first and foremost our promise to our customers that when you walk into our branches or when you experience us through our digital channels, we give you a very seamless client experience. We believe that our clients are the heart of everything that we do. So the products we put together, the solutions we put together, and the staff that we, we, we have put in place to serve you have that as their core mandate to serve you and to make sure that everything that we do is along what you need and what you want. Executive Director for Retail and Digital Banking at Access Bank, Pearl Nkuma. And that's all for City Business News and Eyewitness News, powered by citybusinessnews.com and sponsored by First National Bank. My name is Nashika Caesar. Up next is Point Blank. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. This is Point Blank on Eyewitness News. My name is Umaru Sanda Amado. Tonight on Point Blank, I have a special guest.
my guest is my partner on TV sometimes. She changes. She okay. She she's a journalist, a news presenter, and everything very serious. And then Friday between ten o'clock and twelve, my guest becomes. <clears throat> my guest transmogrifies into. Frima Edunyamia, welcome to City FM uh, Point Blank. Thank you very much, Marisol. What happens to you Friday morning? Is it that AJ gives you something to drink? Now, when it's why, some way, some way, now, yeah, or don't you need all those things they are singing? Why are you looking at me innocently like that? Talk. I, I am innocent. You wish you were. The things you do on branch in the city. On tell the, me about that. Oh, yeah, I should tell yeah. you. Yeah. You do see enough beautiful. Uh-huh. Why your breakfast really cute? Uh-huh. Then when you come on. Branch in the city, then what's a crap? Like, would you be a man? What is this? What is what? You are welcome to Point Blank. Thank you very much. We are going to have a very hard, serious interview. Yeah, and I'm ready for that. Do you know why? Tell me. It's situation! <laughs> so, I brought Prima in because the party that makes nonsense of every party is happening tomorrow yeah it's tomorrow night at la pam mm-hmm. in accra it is situation situation yes and it is a party that will climax of the year mm-hmm. it is a party that everybody will wear white before they come yeah. but by the time they leave in football is in football in english dust uh-huh, dust yeah, yeah. <laughs> now dust would have made them looking brown no, you see that no how you are living and the color your outfit will turn to. It's no more white. We, dis- we leave you to decide. So come white. Come white. That's Live, so- lives in something else. Just say, uh, you can't live white. That is not possible. Because, you know, I go for, I go for situation and the whole place looks like, because I'm a cowboy, let me use cattle egret. You know, it's those okay. are the white beds. Okay. Very beautiful, clean white beds. Mm-hmm. Then after, after twelve, dance, yeah, and then, <laughs> then you see the hey, what for? Sorry, you are where to? Some, somebody can find one shoe. It's, it's serious. Somebody, somebody's one sleeve is off. Somebody's dresses, you know. All the, I mean, that's the beauty of situation. Okay, people don't know why people do that. Yeah. I'm going to start slowly. The people we mm-hmm. are going to bring on the show tomorrow. Yeah, and. I'll get when it get to a point. I'll get up and dance. Unfortunately for you, it's ready. Oh, we are on Facebook Live. Okay. Oh yeah. Prepare to see the worst dance moves in the world. <laughs> Abiana is on the list. Listen. Yeah. I know you don't mm. understand Ga. No. You do? I, I don't, but I sing Ga. Okay, Lamakwe. Why, why are you doing this? Uh, I thought we were here to talk. Yeah, but you are, you said you. you Malabono. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know, but I didn't know, but Friday morning, you know, Be careful. Friends. Prima. Yes. So, 
Abiana. Yes. I listened to you on AJ's show and you analyze songs and the persons behind. Let's, let's talk Abiana. Mm-hmm. Why mm-hmm. are we bringing Abiana on? What's Abiana doing? So, so, um, if you've watched or listened to Abiana's music or seen her performance, you know that she has a lot of energy. Abiana is not your usual kind of high, very high tempo musician, but when you listen to her voice, the dynamics of her voice, you know, how she chooses her words, her stage presence, is fantastic. You know, we don't have a lot of strong female musicians in the country, but Abiana is one of the few who have earned their sports, you know, and wherever you find Abiana, you know that you are going to be um, treated to quality music, you know, people who know exactly what they are doing. So that is what we are doing. We are starting with Abiana, and it looks cool, and then yeah. Adule means monkey tail. Well, you should tell me. That's what it means. I mean, it's, I it's, o- it's okay because you know that um, for sanguins, you know, sanguins are the party. Which one is sanguine? So you, you know the uh, Be- t- Beverly, Beverly London, Beverly London. That's a sanguine. Uh-huh, she's yes. a sanguine. That girl you know, can dance a situation. I oh mean, my God. Hi- they're hyper. They're always happy. You know that. You know the sanguine is kind of um, um, equated to monkeys. Oh, you know. Oh. Not, not, no, not, not. No disrespect, okay. but you know the way they are, uh, they are always swinging, Jumping. jumping up and down, uh, do this. Exactly. We have people who are like that. Bevelyn, Sanguine, Adunle, <laughs> London. <laughs> That's my producer. Nyamina Mika is Prima. Prima is I didn't mention Bevelyn. Okay, you said You are editing the script. Yeah. But it's allowed. It's allowed. It's allowed. Then, Prima, this year, I fell in love with a song. Okay. Hmm. I can't speak it in tree. Uh, no. I can't sing it. Don't I, sing it. Say it. See, I should say it. Uh, yes. Um, maybe we as you say. Maybe don't cry. Don't cry. Look at you. <laughs> that's, that song, when I'm, when I'm driving, I hear it. I park. No, you should. And I just no, you see, that is um, what Aquabua represents. So I always say that Aquabua is that kind of musician, you know, who would give you a song for every situation. Mm-hmm. You know, so mm-hmm. for instance, if you have, you are in love, Akoba has a song for you. In fact, if you meet a, a lady and um, you're a guy, you can't really say what you want to say. You your can mouth play die. And your mouth die, you know, mouth POP. Okay. You can't, there's an Akoba song. You know, Akoba has, um, I love you. Yeah. I can't believe we'll it. Marry you or something. I can't, I, you know, I mm-hmm. can't let you go and yeah. go home yeah. and cry. Yeah. Now, if, if, for instance, there's been, um, um, you've offended your partner, Akwabua has, um, Fami Wani Chemi. Okay, for, forgive me. Forgive some. me. Now, if, if she's even gone or he's gone and you want them back, Akwabua has, okay. so that is Akwabua for you. She, in fact, if not because of the few problems, I would have said, so that's our R. Kelly, you know, giving us everything from. Ma- minus, <laughs> minus the latter <laughs> yes, part of his life, that's like, you know. That's I yeah, the R. Kelly we grew up loving, yes, yes. But me there, me there, Akwabua Pan there. Maybe we are sister, maybe don't cry, maybe don't cry. Exactly. Drop that song, drop that song, drop it.
So that's Prima in the background, though. This Prima in the background, Sina Soul and Aquabua, yeah. and this song, Frame. Yeah. That's only part of me, 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 Aquaba doesn't mind. Live band. Yeah, I mean, for even suggesting so, that we are surprised is doing... No, no, like... Uh, um, Aquaba, we are sorry. I'm excited that... So there'll be... Cricketing... Everything. And jitai. Everything. And uh, organ. You know organ? Ki- not the one inside you. Not your body organ. I would call it keyboard. You too. <laughs> no, no, I just, I just want you to understand. Uh, 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 Math uh, organ. I not math organ. Uh, okay. No, this one is finger, organ. Finger you know the way organ. they... Like church choir. They you know, play the it and then... Uh-huh. It's so nice. Then, so, yeah, I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, Aquaba will be there to yes. serenade us. Mm-hmm. And then... You see, I was discussing with a few guys mm-hmm. yesterday that, mm-hmm. Charlie, we have songs that have come and then they disappear and that's it. Yeah. I remember in 2007, mm-hmm. Angelina Cometo, that's when the song came out. Oh, yes. Yes. 2007. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, mini, mini, dada. Charlie, give me that song. Give me that song. When we're learning life skills, I will do music in words. So we're writing it word for word. Alright, alright. So Freeman is head of our events production and tomorrow is one of our biggest, if not the biggest event for the year. It's situation and that's what we are discussing on Point Blank. In case you are, you are lost, don't get it twisted. That's what we are working at tonight. Yeah. And we are just teasing you because, Brian, when they come, like they come some extra energy. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know, that's the beauty with prior, the energy they come on stage with, you know, you can't listen to a prior song and sit down. It is not possible. Whether it's a DJ Mm -hmm. even playing it or prior themselves on stage, they have a certain energy that, you know, and you don't really see it now because now we don't even have groups in our music industry properly, you know, and these guys come in. With all the energy, I mean, when you listen to Shoddy, when you use it, you listen to Concentrate, mm-hmm. when you listen to um, Chemi Woody, all these, you know, it, very, very energetic songs. I like how they blend tree and guy. When they drop the guy inside, Charlie, yeah. it, it's, it's something yeah. that was like, and and they party, like they party, literally yes. on the I mean, stage. I mean, is the life of any party. Once they are there, be prepared for a show. And the rap, and uh, I mean, oh gosh. You know, sometimes you listen to them and we are 
the whole tea, everyone is singing, and it makes you feel like you're even in church. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, like mm-hmm, worship mm-hmm, and praises mm-hmm, kind of mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm, like yeah. when they when they raise a song, from from the singing, from chorus to verses to rap, everybody, everybody is doing it. I I I mean, there's this song where it talk about I've removed my everything and given. My Arami jacket, my Arami jacket, my Arami jacket. Wamami Scooby Dooby. Singlet, after the singlet, no, you the boxes. Ah, no, big J. Ah. Yeah. No, that's they will explain to children us. Children are listening. Children are listening. At this point, do they I, understand? I do they understand the standard? So this is a song about betrayal, yeah. Yes, yes. Charlie, this is serious, eh? Yeah. I wish we had the whole night to just, you know, do analysis of all. No, the we songs. analyze better tomorrow. You know, you know, sometimes this kind of song, say, I- I'm sorry, this mm-hmm. might sound haram to you, but uh, you know, sometimes you understand things better and you soak them in when it's around t- eleven to twelve. You know, after at you've that drank t- water. Yeah, you can replace that thing with water. It's you okay. Say, after you drank something. Mom is listening to so, Frims, yeah. so this is happening tomorrow. Tomorrow. A situation. Yes. I have just given you three reasons. Mm-hmm. There are more reasons why it should be a situation. If you don't think all these reasons are good enough, I mean, when I was growing up, and the biggest town from my village is a shaman. Mm. That's where we come to buy our blue nyatari. Mm. We buy our kambu, mm. buy our toy guns and buy... And Christmas spares. Thank you very much, Ator. You know, that one... I have some spares, be that you open it up like Yeah, this. that one is there. Some can even come in the shape of hearts, you know, yeah. love. Then, you know, that kind of so thing. So, a shaman there. Yeah. A shaman to the world. Thank you very much. And we have the best and biggest export from not a shaman, but from Ghana. Making Ghana proud. Boom! To the world. Yeah, man! A moment of silence. I wish I could I could uh, sing along. I wish I could sing along. Don't worry, don't stress it. That's why we brought the people who did the music themselves to so come and do it there, for you. Yeah. And call it. yeah. Bim. You can hold him. You can touch him. I can feel him. Yeah. I can see him. You know when Jesus died and came back? No, the people were not sure. They said, no, feel it. Touch Touch it. Yeah, tomorrow you can touch them. Yeah, I'm the beam. I'm the beam. Watch me. Yeah. Touch me. Hug me. Thank you. No, you're the H in the beam. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're the H in the beam, (laughs) man. Take you like a song, So this afternoon, 
Then I saw the flyer that we finished selling, the ticket finished. Yeah. Okay. Well, fortunately for those who have paid, and unfortunately for the last-minute bets, we are so done. you know we'll get ticket if you want nothing? Not even a chair. No, you can't. What if I don't want to sit down? Just no, there's there. no standing anywhere. You know, we don't have an area where you can stand. That package is not there. Because the thing is, is a party set up, people mm-hmm. are sitting down, everybody is on their table. So if you say, oh, I, I don't mind, I will stand, where exactly are we talking about? Where are you going to stand? The only place people can stand will be on the stage. So and I you're not a Pabwa, you are not a Biana, you are not uh, Prayer, you are not uh, Bim Nation, you are not DJ allowed you, to stand. You are not DJ point. Mengo, so where, where, where would you, there's or no... DJ Abeku. DJ Abeku, I mean, you are not um, God's gift brass band. So uh, you are and not you are an not, usher, you are not a waiter. So you will stand where? No, so at this point, if you've not paid, and, and now we are no longer talking about platinum or diamond. We are talking platinum, diamond, gold, silver. silver. Baby awesome. Baby awesome. So finish. Finished. Those who have registered have paid and we are ready. Just leave. Tomorrow come. So just buy your white ch- white chapel support. I mean, white, uh, white. Hey, what do you say? White, say white. Say okay. white party. And they will say so your supporter has to be white yes. chapel. White. Your singlet. Oh, singlet, dear. Uh, don't wear singlet. No, don't wear singlet. Because we will to go before you leave. So, uh, so white chapel supporter, white trouser. Can you do linen or jeans? Whichever is fine. Anyone? Me. I have a very prominent man in Ghana uh-huh. who is my role model when it comes to wearing white. Uh-huh. What did he say? No, he no, he wear, He doesn't wear any other color. White. White with gold chain. Top to down. Hey, I'm suspecting who this person is. Well, oh, suspect. I shouldn't mention him. Uh, I mean, I fear. <laughs> my, my lawyer so is so Everything will be white. Everything is white. Everything. And it's tomorrow it, night. It can be anything. It can be jeans and shirts. It can be um, jalabia. It can be, I, I mean, Fugu. party dress. Fugu. I'm planning to I mean, wear the, Agoda. You know Agoda. The one that, that you throw on your shoulder like this. Oh, like the three-piece. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, I mean, as long as it's white. Then I will swing it like butterfly. Then, you know, then I'm Yeah, dancing. then you see that, yeah. So that's if that anyone coming. comes and they see a cloud of, not cloud of smoke, but cloud of dust and cloud of white. Yeah. Uh, thunder, if it's thunder. Yes, you that. So, gate open what time? 8 p.m. 8 Party PM. starts, you know. And then we dance our way into the 2025, into Christmas, until Jesus is born. Exactly. Yes, until 25th December. Until Jesus is born. Until Jesus. So we received Jesus at La Palm. So, oh, wow. you know, Jesus will be born into a party. Oh, my you God. Get it? Yeah. yeah. What, what is thou happening here? Thank you very much. Yeah. Prima, thank you so much. Welcome, Sandra. I'm grateful to have you here. Thank you for having me. We are happy to see you here. Tomorrow, I know you look different when I see you there. Oh, yeah. But I'm waiting to see you. I know how you can change from... You know, very serious to very unserious. Well, you're, you're best uh, sure. Should I be upset about that? No, be excited. I take that as a compliment. Thank you so much. Frima Edunyami, Head of Events Production here at City FM and City TV. It's a situation party happening tomorrow. The Almighty I wish I could jam all night with you to show you my DJing skills, but so I have to sign out because Eyewitness News is effectively and officially over for the night and indeed for the year. It's been great coming your way throughout the past 360 odd days. 
Music has been exciting. Coming to you from the relevant studio of 97.3 CTF and bringing you relevant content every 1730 GMT. We shall be back inshallah in 2023 to bring you more news that you can trust and rely on on 97.3 CTFM on Eyewitness News. My name is Umar Rusanda Amadou and by my side, my producer who is celebrating her birthday today, the sanguine Bevelyn London. Her middle name is Mami or Mama. If you see Bevelyn, very cute, but very old women are calling her Ma. She's a terror. Thank you, Bevelyn, for being a great producer all throughout the year. And on my right side, Daniel Kwashi. Technical beats support. The whole newsroom. Zoe Abubedu Ado. Fetete Jabano. Sami Wiafi. Richard Mensah. Head of program. And Vivian Kailoko, who is running the news department of CTFM and City TV. General Manager Bernard Kokuavle. Samuel Atamens and the CEO. Thank you so much. It's been great coming your way. We are grateful. See you soon. And good night. Aboa. Yeah. Trouble. Yeah. Trouble. Yeah. Big. Mijo. Hey. Sova Mijo. Ode. Mijo. Yeah. Sova Mijo. Raka. Big. Mimitaki. Beating up one Mimitaki. It's a one that I had on lava. That's it. And the rhythm I make. They get a turkey. Turkey. Move. Muntako. Nobody the dropping eat one tapa eats and them sweet City News. We speak first. Reach our hotline on 0302-224959. And get interactive on Facebook, City97.3 FM, and on Twitter at City973.